0: Your On the Mark podcast is loading now. The On the Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Gary Kingston, are you okay,
1: (laughs) buddy? Oh, once in a while you get off a good one. (laughs) Unfortunately, we can't repeat it. Uh,
0: Well,
2: (laughs) yes. One of those. Yeah, don't uh,
1: make me laugh right before we go on the air, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today. Sort of a lots going on in the world. We had lots of political campaigning over the weekend. We had three presidents. Somebody said this is the first time in the history of Pennsylvania three presidents were in Pennsylvania. Now, how could you verify that? I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was kind of strange. But, but anyway. I, I
1: am, I'm appalled today. I really am appalled. All right, well, let me fit- to, Why don't you tell the people who brought you the show, then I'll go over my appalliveness. The purpose,
2: the, <laughs> the reason for your appellation.
1: Oh, I like that.
2: Okay. <laughs> On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Have you Do- ever been to
1: Appalachians? Do- <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> no, appallation. Appallation, okay. Okay. Anyway, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is now open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. You are appalled because Sealands Grove football players urinated and caused some damage inside the Milton. Well,
1: that that's certainly if true is a concern. But, no, that's not oh, exactly what I was going to rant and rave about. It this
2: morning. I thought I'd actually predict after no, all these years.
1: No, no. Our, our our wonderful State House of Representatives, now I'm excluding some of the people that I know around here that are very good state representatives like Linda Culver. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her for this. But they did two amazing things. First of all, they would not bring out, as you know, and I've mentioned many times, they would not even bring up for a vote radar for municipal police, something that would add to the safety of our municipal police, give them the tools they need to do their job. But let what did they do? Well, they passed a bill Reducing the size required for a single operator beauty parlor. What? Yes, they did. It had a square foot requirement, and they decided that was too much, so they reduced it. That was pressing legislation, <laughs> much more important than giving radar to municipal police. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. Nope, it gets better? It gets better. They passed a law legalizing switchblade knives in Pennsylvania.
2: Right. Well, that's a good idea because they're already it, everywhere. Is that
1: right. knife enthusiasts are now able to enjoy switchblade knives in Pennsylvania since Governor Tom Wolf has signed a bill that removes the prohibition on them. So, in other words, they're more important than municipal police are switchblade fanciers, and small beauty parlor operators.
2: Well, part of this, you can go to Cabela's or any other sporting goods store and buy the equivalent of a switchblade already. Hundreds of knives came out. They call them gravity knives, I believe, is one of the references. It's just a uh, you push a little button. I have one. That's I did not, not bring it. That's not
1: it. my point. The point is the irony in this, that they have all this time. The bill for radar for municipal police was poised. It had passed the Senate. It All it needed to do was come up for a floor vote in the House, and it probably would have passed with Republican and Democratic support, but the Republicans won't bring out any measure unless they have enough votes to pass it without the Democrats. Now, if that isn't asinine, I don't know what is.
2: Well, you can't bring out any bill that isn't going to pass. That's not their nature. So,
1: well, it would pass it. They never even ask the other they, side. They listen, never even get a chance. They say, "Listen, we have uh, 85 Republican votes for this. Are there any votes on your side of the aisle?"
2: Well, I have an open invitation out to our local state representatives to contact us now. That well, they're
1: not the problem.
2: Well, I know, but they can explain what the heck went on.
1: Yeah,
2: well, and so, this is uh, just the opposite of democracy. This is uh, ruling by a few individuals in Harrisburg that are the committee leaders that don't let things
1: out. Well, and that's sad. You know, I don't think they should have the price, to, uh, the ability to do that. And there is such a thing as a discharge petition. I asked about that, and I told, oh no, you don't want to do that. That gets everybody upset in Harrisburg. <laughs> oh, you, <know, laughs> you, you don't want to upset? No, the no, oh, you don't want to do that. We're busy doing <laughs> nothing in Harrisburg, but we don't want to be upset while we're busy doing it. Yeah.
2: So please don't upset us it make everybody upset while they do nothing. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, this is why we have a vortex. I w- plainly identified once you get inside the Harrisburg Beltway. Brain matter gets removed, minus, of course, Lennon Schlegel, Culvers, and John Gordner. They seem to be able to hold on to it, and, and Dave Rowe. But uh, it is a known fact and that they hook up the, uh, yeah, Kurt got 20 times smarter while he was in Harrisburg. It's a shame he's leaving. But anyway, the fact is that uh, they hook up a device that removes all your brain matter and prevents you (laughs) from acting on behalf of the Commonwealth. And strangely enough, they reinstall it when you go back to your district, so all the things you explain to folks sound perfectly plausible.
1: Well, I, I think in this case, you have uh, something that's needed. Forty-nine other states permit it. One state doesn't. You know, we're the outlier here. We're the one. Uh, well, we're the one. You know, it's not a problem in 49 other states, but it would be a problem here. Well, I think oh, it speed would be terrible limits. here. But so, I think speed limits are too low. They're well, then b- the <laughs> legislature should change them, Mark. It's not a... It's not... <laughs> you mean the municipalities. Well, uh, you know, if before you could enforce radar in a municipality, you would have to have PennDOT certify that the speed limit you placed on that street was really realistic. You know, you can't just say, we're going to put a five-mile speed limit here on Baldwin Boulevard in Shimokin' Dam, and then, <laughs> then sit out there and, and, and bust people everybody. going right and left. Although you'd like to do that. You yeah, need the revenue, right? Well, it, believe me, the amount of revenue we get on the single speeding ticket would not balance the budget. We'd have to have five police officers working morning, <laughs> noon, and night busting people to even make a dent in the but budget. But that would
2: consume all the revenue. that you. <laughs> but how but, uh, much
1: money do you get from a speeding ticket? About 14 15 bucks. Oh, okay. And they're like, a, a lot of it goes to other things. I mean, have you ever seen the list of the litany, literally a litany of things that get mm-hmm. funded off of a, of a speeding ticket? Right. I mean, it goes it's to pay the, the
2: 911 center in the area where you were caught and a wide range of other emergency right. responders, funds, and so on. What's a
1: speeding ticket cost you these days? It depends on how fast you were going over the speed limit. Okay, 60 in a 30 zone. I imagine that's going to cost you about 250 bucks somewhere oh, in that wow. neighborhood. okay. That's way up. I, I I may be wrong in that. I haven't gotten caught speeding at that level to know what the rate is. Really? No. Since how long? The most I ever got was sixty-five and a fifty-five.
2: Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I agree. <laughs> it's funny you have all these speeding tickets, but they're not for. Going I don't to have CD all these speeding fast.
1: tickets. I've had two in the last twenty-five years. And how many before then? One, back when I was a young man I mean, Every time you get one, you
2: have a total <laughs> meltdown, and you fight it all the way with the
1: lawyers and everybody no, else. No, only once did I fight it with a lawyer, and that's because I thought I was unjustly stopped, and I wound up winning that one. Only oh, because they were tired of you. Get them <laughs> out <guess>. of here. <laughs> Anyhow, the other issue you brought up is certainly, uh, certainly a oh, concern. This Milton School District. Yeah, they just renovated
2: the school district, and some things were damaged and just totally disrespectful. Claimed that that's the
1: Sealands Grove players urinated on the well, floor. Well, they showed
2: video of themselves doing it and shared did it. They? So that's... Uh, yeah, the Seals Grove has a—some of the football players have a propensity of shooting themselves in the foot from time to time. I am not sure. It's kind of strange. You oh, don't, I don't
1: remember any other incident in Seals Grove involving uh, the football. There was the
2: racist kids in the in the swimming pool holding them down and saying, this is to show that Black Lives Matter or something like that. Yeah, they the football their players? Down. Uh, yeah, I believe so,
1: yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to see how the superintendent responds to this. Very interested. There's no school today in Sealand's Grove, so right. who knows what will happen? It's an in-service day, so whether they will discuss this issue or not. But I certainly think Milton has every right to be incensed if that's what happened. I mean, what's the point? Sealand's Grove wiped the field up with the Milton football team. Why would you then have to feel you had to desecrate yeah, it's the not like their the stadium? You
2: lost thirty to zero, and right. you're mad or something. Mad
1: or thought you were cheated out of the game. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to know.
2: me. Adolescents misbehave in strangely bizarre ways sometimes. So I don't. uh,
1: Well, it reflects badly on the school district. It reflects badly on all the other students. It reflects badly on their families and their training.
2: I remember once some adolescents were at the Governor's School for the Arts in Bucknell, and we got a police report that some of the artists that were up there for the Governor's School vandalized one of the rec rooms at the... And, they, you know, they knew it was these kids that did it that were there for the governor's school. So here's superlative uh, <laughs> artists and actors and singers from around the state conversion on Bucknell, and they trashed, you know, one one or two of them, or I don't know how many trashed a room. Oh, what's uh, So, yeah, it's, it's this. Well, let's hope
1: it's th- there's some, well, I guess there's no logical explanation for it, but let's just hope that it gets addressed. And what's interesting is Zealand's Grove qualified for the big playoff game this Saturday or Friday with uh, Jersey Shore. All 800
2: is our telephone That's an away
1: game, too. That could be a problem.
2: Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I believe you guys reported on the farm death we had down here in Port Trevorton this morning. It happened over the weekend. Did you guys report on that? I didn't catch the news. Uh, yeah,
2: we started reporting on it yesterday.
3: Yep. Okay. Was there a name given? Uh, Wayne it was Kants, in all the papers, yes. Is, is, it was on
1: the air. Okay.
3: Well, it was I, on the, I, just, I just didn't want to break some confidentiality. It was on the yeah, radio long Kants.
2: before it was in the papers, okay. so, as Joe says, But um, uh, and on our social media. Yeah, Wayne Cantz is the father, and, of course, Joe is the son.
3: Yeah, and I just wanted to say this morning that Wayne was uh, uh, a pillar of the Union Township down here. In fact, he was one of our poll workers, and I'm not sure they're gonna, how they're going to. Replace him come tomorrow, but uh, he, I don't always. I don't always agree with his son's politics. But Wayne was a dedicated worker um, and a real, real good guy. And we're we're, we're very much a mourning down here in Port Trevorton, having lost one of our own. And we certainly are, have our prayers for for his family and for Joe and, and the whole circumstance. And uh, it is a true tragedy, and it just goes to prove. Uh, really our, our farming folks and so how dangerous a, a job it is to keep, keep food on our table. And I salute all the farmers who, who are always out there, and, and these things do happen from time to time. This is not the first time something has happened down here, but it's been a long time.
1: If you stop right now, cool. if you stop right now, I can say for the first time I completely agree with every word that came out of your mouth. All right, thank you.
3: <laughs>
2: thank you, Eric. We'll talk again.
1: But, but but as you as you told me before, Joe, don't call
3: in with stuff we're going to agree about because that doesn't make a show. Well, in this case, um, in
1: this case I I would not uh, would not I couldn't possibly disagree with you. Um, you you talk about a okay, fine man okay. who was a pillar of the community and his whole family, mm-hmm. been very useful, dedicated citizen, so it's sad. And the Very son sad. who
3: is has also given his life to politics, and again, I don't always or mostly follow his positions on things, but uh, he is a dedicated worker for Snyder County in, in the uh, conservative uh, belief, which he has. Right. Uh, but uh, I have a couple more minutes, so I want to kind of reiterate what I did last Thursday, and I want to present some numbers. So are we in agreement that the polls indicate the Fenneman Oz race is a dead heat, or uh, Pretty much. Some polls have one ahead, some polls have another ahead, from what I read this morning. The but one it, I saw it,
1: this morning had them tied at 49-49.
3: Yeah. So, uh, but what we know, do know is that 1.4 million uh, mail-in ballots have been requested. That's also a
1: fact. Uh, well, well, I'm how not going to argue with you. One, I don't know. What do you say? 1.4? Okay, R- that's
3: the Philadelphia Inquirer. And also that 70% of them have been requested from Democrats. That's also a fact. Philadelphia Inquirer, look it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, the majority of those have come from Allegheny, Philadelphia, and the counties surrounding Philadelphia, which tend to be blue areas. Those, you know, in in past elections, those have been blue areas.
1: And I assume you're heading heading to a point here.
3: I am, absolutely. So so if you do the math, uh, what we have is 70% would most likely, and I'm going to go a couple percentage points, who knows? 70% 70 percent of those would be voting for Fetterman. Thirty percent would be voting for Oz. You know, a general ballpark, right?
1: Okay, well, I don't know. I wouldn't presume to know what hurry somebody's yeah, got doing in the caller Okay. Waiting.
3: Okay. Uh, so, and I did the math. So that means that nine hundred eighty thousand of them would be likely Democratic. Four hundred twenty thousand of them would likely be voting for Republicans. So that's okay. Which leaves a difference of four hundred sixty thousand. Okay. So, so those are the facts. I'm sorry, 560000 uh,
1: 560, 560, And so? And so?
3: <laughs> and so. So, and we know that, that most Republicans will vote in person tomorrow. And we know that it looks like uh, almost a million Democrats are sending in theirs by mail, which won't be counted because they count don't count them the day of. So we will not know that almost $500,000, 500000 number difference until Wednesday or maybe Thursday
1: that's been widely reported already this is not news that's
3: right so okay so this is my point because I'm saying it today the day before the election that if Oz is leading by less than 500,000 votes then there's a good chance that Fetterman through the mail-in is going to win the election
1: you're assuming everybody votes in lockstep with their political parties and that's not necessarily a fact in evidence
3: the, the polls have shown that, though, that that's pretty close to being true. What I'm trying to say is that yeah. I believe, and, and everyone pretty much believes, that if it's dead heat and most people who are voting for Republicans are voting in person, but a lot of the Democrats are voting by mail, that there could be a significant switch in uh, the numbers once the mail-in ballots are counted. Right. And it won't be because anything's <laughs> stolen or anything's wrong or anything, anything. And big. I'm saying that if med, it, it's Doctor Oz, D. Joe, I can say it. Doctor Oz is leading by more than 500 thousand votes when all the electronic votes are counted. I think he'll probably win. Okay, if what, he's not leading by more than 500 thousand votes and they're counting the mail ins, then I see there's a good chance that Federman will win.
2: Do you think they're going to? And I'm saying, saying that
3: today to. and going on the record so people <laughs> blah, can go back and listen to it. The math. Blah, blah, blah. So when Fetterman does win, come Wednesday or Thursday, just like. When uh, Biden won over over Trump in Pennsylvania back in 2020, I said the same type of statistics, and it was true. And then everyone started saying the election was stolen because Mister Mister or uh, uh, President Trump said it's stolen. Then we have to believe it's stolen. All
1: right, we got I'm to. I'm saying the numbers
3: don't lie. Thank you, uh, sir. Five hundred thousand. Thank you, sir. Is, is the number. Thank Figures you. Okay, don't thank you lie, but, but liars. Appreciate figure. the call.
1: Figures don't lie, but liars figure. All right, hold on,
4: stand. We'll be right back. <laughs> If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook, Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. He'll have something to talk about today, that exciting finish to the uh, um, Tampa Bay game.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. The Buccaneers. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was exciting. I'd like to see a
2: slow replay of that and some analysis.
1: Well, if you tune in to Steve Jones, you'll probably get the analysis without the slow motion replay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Stan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead.
5: Good morning. Uh, As far as removing brain matter, I would believe that voting for Federman or Shapiro proves that the Democrats have really had their brain matter removed. Just saying. (laughs)
1: And you would have a reason for saying thusly, would you not? Uh, Witnesses (laughs) of previous calls. Well, let's see.
5: (laughs) Fetterman's already had his brain matter removed. He he acts like it every time he gets up. Did you know that he was celebrating the the demise of Roe v. Wade? That was in one of his uh, rallies. He said that. Really? He celebrated. Yep, he did. There's a clip out there of it. Now I'm sure that's not what he meant, but <laughs> hey, we can't we, we can't go by what he might what we think he might have meant. We can only go by what he said. So as I said in the past, this is going to be a problem because it doesn't appear he's getting any better. Now I could be wrong. That's why I say in six years, if he is better, he can run again, or in. What's when's the next one? When's Casey up? Two, two or four or years.
1: Two years from now. Yeah.
5: Okay, he can challenge Casey for a seat in two years if he's better. But we cannot send a mentally handicapped person to D.C. to be in the Senate. <laughs> Physically handicapped is totally different.
2: Mentally handicapped? Okay. I, have I you see seen it. what our current he's senators and House Mark. members... He's mentally handicapped, I don't
5: care what anybody says.
2: Are you, have you seen what our current senators and House members have done
1: in recent years? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that... Yeah, Federman, the
5: Democrats have done some really crappy stuff. I don't,
1: I that the, I don't think that Fetterman right now is qualified to serve because of his incapacitation. But I don't think he's mentally de- deficient. He's just having trouble processing language. Or, and right now, that's a serious problem because this he's... From an He's asking, for, he's asking uh, Joe, for a job that requires that you be able to participate in debates and discussions and, and uh, talk
5: to people. That that's full mental that's full mental capacity. He doesn't have that, so he is mentally handicapped. I ain't saying that can't change, but right now he is mentally handicapped. He cannot articulate the words that he wants out there and the meanings of them. Well, it's Joe Biden simple. has that
1: same issue, and, and we're not talking about getting rid of him. <laughs> so, do, so does Oz. Well,
5: <laughs> you don't get my disagreement with that. I mean, that's that that that's been obvious from day one, but, you know, the alternative is even worse. I mean, Joe, bad, but it's worse with Kamala.
1: Yeah, no argument there.
5: <laughs> so, I mean, and over the weekend or the end of the last week, he was at some rally out in California, I believe it was, Talent, wind, and solar energy. They're going to transmit all the power over the lines that are in existence. We're going to close down the
1: coal-fired and natural gas plants. Oh, and he also you said. Know, the people of Biden also need said. To think about this. Biden also said, "No more drilling. We're not going to drill anymore." He said that yesterday. <laughs> and he oh, said I he was, didn't hear that one. Yes, so, and he said he was going so, to get yeah. rid of all the coal-fired plants. All all of them are going to be gone.
4: Right, and, and even. So,
1: Even the senator from West Virginia took him on in that one this morning. Well, it's
5: about time, but I think Manchin has no credibility, in my opinion. He gave him what he wanted, so he has no credibility. So the people of the Northeast and all across the northern part of this country better buckle up and expect and get their wool blankets and socks out because they're going to need them this winter. All right, When it costs costs somebody $1,000 for one fill-up on an oil tank, It's going to hurt really bad this winter. People are going to freeze or starve, or possibly both, with the prices of energy and food the way they are. Sad commentary on the President of the United States, but that's what's going to happen.
1: Well, it is a sad commentary on the United States if that's what's going to happen. But I think that, you know, elections have consequences. I think that President Biden's put it out mm-hmm. there squarely that he does not want America to be energy independent as we define currently energy independence, which is fossil fuels. You know, I heard one of our candidates the local office saying today on a paid spot in the air that, oh, we're, we're going to lead you to the promised land of, of uh, you know, common sense uh, energy independence. Well. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but wind and solar are not going to cut it for the next foreseeable future, or for the foreseeable future.
5: Absolutely not, and I have proof of it. My solar system, when it's dark, rainy, and cloudy, produces less than a third of what it normally produces in a bright, sunny day. And I don't have a big system. So it's not going, it's in, it's unfeasible to get the energy that this country needs to operate. And besides... My car doesn't plug in. It will never plug in. And the cars that do plug in have crap for range. I'm sorry, if you can't have an electric <laughs> right. vehicle as as with more than 300, uh, a sustained 300 mile range, plus, it's useless.
2: Yeah, you have to get a hybrid. Don't get an all electric car if you're going to drive 400 miles. And
5: I, I won't disagree with that. On Mark, with you on my, that, Mark, uh, hybrid is probably the best way to go. But I don't know the batteries and knows how much of those calls to replace and how much do they. Cost to, to replace.
2: All right. To be continued. All right. Thank you so yeah, much. You Stan. Mean we can't just slip All in a
5: right, couple of double what? A's. Vote, vote tomorrow. Vote red or the country's dead. Have a great day. <laughs>
2: Bye. I like that. Vote red
1: or we're dead. Uh, very cute. Uh, upper right hand corner, too. Okay. Uh, this is one of our listeners says it will be a dark, dark day for Pennsylvania if Fetterman wins this election. Drugs, convicts let out of prison, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Wait, Hold et on a second.
2: How does a U.S. senator allow individuals out of prison in Pennsylvania?
1: Well, uh, he doesn't. But the lieutenant governor did and I think his philosophy, which he will no doubt espouse in district in, in the right. federal government, is toward this kind of insane leniency. All right. All right, haven't we gone through enough yet? And Fetterman is a liar about his fracking likes. He is against it. Period. Once a vote for his nonsense is cast, it's too late, folks. Well, was he lying then,
2: or is he lying now? Remember in the debate, he said he, he's now for fracking, but he, in the past, of course, he said he was against it. I, I think it's feasible to be against well, he was, the conceptual he, idea of fracking as a method of extraction fuel, but it's but using it as a bridge fuel to get everywhere you know wherever we're going to be in the future. It's not going to be solar or wind. I mean, we'd have to have a gazillion panels everywhere. So we're going to need natural gas for the foreseeable future. Maybe he recognizes that, doesn't like the conceptual idea of drill, 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 but at the same time recognizes that we, of course, Pennsylvania's got quite a bit of fracking already underway, and the U.S. has tons of fracking underway. Well, so maybe he recognized that. But that was a failed moment in the debate.
1: Over, over the weekend, President Biden reiterated the same thing, saying that no, no more drilling. We're not going to allow any more drilling. You know, that's that's kind of a damning right. statement right there because what if it what if we do need to drill? I would rather have that than have him going to Venezuela begging for, for gas. Then let's see, another writer says, I would pay admission to listen to a conversation between Biden and Fetterman. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> That'd be worth hearing, don't you think?
2: I guess. I don't huh? get it. Because they're you know, both
1: impaired? No, I just think they'd have trouble talking to one another. Because they're both impaired. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not going to say that.
2: Oh, I guess. And then well, our what's, friend, wrong with, what's wrong with Fetterman if a stroke hasn't impaired his ability to
1: speak? I don't, it has impaired his ability to speak. Well, I don't believe you. I don't believe he's mentally incapable. I didn't say he was. I just no, said No, I think that that's what Stan, I don't think Stan directly said it, but his intimation, the choice of his words, would tend to indicate that that's what All he right. believed. Well, that's Stan. Okay. Here's one from E.B. I just love this one, because E.B. wouldn't know hypocrisy if it landed in her lap. Shocking news out of South Dakota. Joel Koskan, who is on the ballot for state Senate, was arrested and charged with committing multiple sexual acts against his adopted daughter. Guess what party he belongs to? Go ahead and guess. Of course, he's a Republican. Are there any Republican politicians who aren't degenerate perverts? <laughs> You've got Donald Trump, who's had multiple women accuse him of sexual assault, child sex, trafficker Matt Gates, and countless others. GOP doesn't stand for Grand Old Party anymore. It stands for Gross Old Perverts. Vote Democratic. Hey, EB, ever hear of Bill Clinton, Anthony Weiner, Wilbur Mills, Al Franken? Uh, to go on and on and on. There are more. Let's see, John Conyers. You ever hear of him? Bob Fowler. You know, you need to look up the Democrats who are doing these despicable things, E.B., and then come down on them as hard as you do on the Republicans.
2: These are people charged with rape?
1: They're charged with sex crimes. But not rape, not felonies, correct? I don't know. There are felonies involved there.
2: I don't think so. Check your, go back to your little meme. This is WKOK Sunbury. It's
0: a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email on the mark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
2: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Hey, I'm right here, buddy. Directly across from me. Directly and diametrically opposed to every common sense proposal any Democrat has ever put forward.
1: Well, if the first time there is one, I'll be it. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Yeah, boy. All right, that's Joe McGranahan and uh, nope, he's a conservative but a fine local listener so we appreciate him uh, tuning in or coming in today. I get to take a couple days off so so your nemesis, Mr. K is coming in to When is that? When tell, taking uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week and, and Tuesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday next week.
1: Oh, that's a problem.
2: Is it? Tuesday is, yes. We'll have to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is uh, that. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, always doing a fabulous job for us. So we uh, appreciate that. On the market, is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us, as two individuals have done, or three individuals, at WKOK.com. And, uh, you can, let's see. Send uh, us a text. Text, yes. 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. Yes, that S- would be a good idea. And uh, that's how you communicate with us. And Or you can just yell at the radio. I was going to say, just scream.
1: <laughs> <person> <laughs> so a us. lot of people
2: do. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do have some very brief news headlines here. Milton school district officials say various acts of vandalism were found in the visitors' locker room following the high school football team's 30-0 to playoff loss to Seelands score Friday night. According to a Milton School District statement issued Sunday night, the acts of vandalism were found moments after the Seals Grove Seals left Milton. The district says the damage is consistent with the photograph shared on social media that shows Sealensgrove Grove football players urinating at various places in the locker room and causing some damage at the recently renovated alumni field in Milton. Uh, The uh, Milton district officials say they've informed Seals Grove Area School District administration of the incident and no response. Yet from Sealance Grove. Very political weekend in Pennsylvania with President Joe Biden, former President Donald Trump, and uh, none of them President Obama in Pennsylvania campaigning for their favorite candidates. Two of them were on the stump Dr. Mehmet Oz and John Fetterman campaigned over the weekend.
1: Fetterman responding to voters' economic concerns by swiping at corporate America.
6: I think it's even much more critical to uh, push back against the kind of the kind of the corporate greed and the price gouging is well true.
7: While Oz has focused his closing message around crime. We have
8: families all over the Commonwealth worried about crime. So much so they won't send their kids outside.
7: The Keystone State is critical to Republicans' hopes of reclaiming a majority in the Senate and stopping the Biden agenda. Caitlin Huey Burns, CBS News.
2: AP reporting several Pennsylvania groups represented by the ACLU have filed suit in federal court seeking to have votes by mail-in or absentee ballots counted even if they lack the proper dates on their return envelopes. The suit filed Friday night in western Pennsylvania by the state chapters of the NAACP, League of Women Voters, and Common Cause and other groups follows a state Supreme Court ruling last week that barred officials from counting ballots that lack accurate handwritten dates on their return envelopes as required by by state law, the groups said refusing to count such ballots because of a trivial paperwork error could different, disenfranchise thousands of voters and would violate provisions of the U.S. Civil Rights Act, which states that immaterial errors or omissions should not be used to prevent voting. They say refusing to count votes based on immaterial paperwork errors has a suppressive effect by erecting yet another roadblock, preventing them from voting or having their votes counted, said the lawsuit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, honest to Pete. <laughs> when are we ever going to resolve this? Never. I think I, th- I think you should just decide once and all we're not going to count them and, and leave it at that. All right. Anyway, finally, uh, Pence, or spotlight PA. You heard the other day, Joanne Stare, the candidate for office, said there were a quarter million unverified ballots sent out. Spotlight PA heard this and said some elected Republicans have advanced a misleading statistic. that Pennsylvania sent out a quarter million unverified mail ballots to individuals who lack. ID. The claim originates from an October 25th letter by State Representative Frank Ryan of Lebanon County to the Department of State highlighting 255,000 not verified voters who requested mail ballots according to the records of the 2022 mail ballot data. Uh, Ryan did answer a question from Spotlight PA about what data he was referencing. The top two Senate Republicans, the Senate President Jake Corman and the Senate Majority Leader Kim Ward also referenced a claim in a letter to Chapman Friday saying that the conflicting reports regarding the mail-in ballots' unverified voters has emerged. Election directors agreed the department hadn't explained the process well, but argued that Ryan's letter lacked critical context and made a big deal about nothing. They said the problem is the Department of State made a very poor title that caused panic, said a Dauphin County election director Jerry Fieser. Now they go on, they have about six more paragraphs to explain it, but what happens is if you ask for a mail-in ballot they send one to you and then it comes back then they verify that you're a valid voter and they'd match up your signature and they check the rolls and then your vote counts but until you get that signature back the mail out ballot isn't verified until it's sent back in so i think they need a a better phrase for it, maybe halfway through the process or something like that to get that squared away. But Joanne Stare had used that as an example that there's voter fraud, and of course that's false.
1: Begs the old question, what do we do with the butter when the roll is called up yonder? You
2: have to think about that one. uh, How about if we just (laughs) put Mike on (laughs) the radio and move on? Mike, you're on the mark.
8: Yeah, now I I didn't particularly want to talk about this issue, but one of the things with our voter rolls, there's many people on this these roles that are living in other states and registered to vote there, and they're registered to vote here still in Pennsylvania. So this is not a trivial matter. Now, the Democrat left can, you know, they can attack the idea that we we don't have really good control of our elections and say it's a trivial matter. And we can say that not following the rules is a trivial matter. But in my opinion, we want honest, fair elections, and and I don't believe that we really have that, and that, that's where I stand. I'm not saying uh, Trump won the last election or not, but we know a lot of things happened that were not above board and probably illegal, and it's probably going to happen now. So t- to trivialize the fact that so many Americans do not have faith in our system, I think is just wrong, and it's typical of the left wing of this country It is basically uh, has an all-out war and attack on this country. And that's really what I wanted to talk about.
2: Who's Who's trivializing it?
8: Well, I I think uh, you used the word trivial as you were uh, talking about it.
2: No, that's what the lawsuit said. It's not my word.
8: Well, the lawsuit says it's a trivial matter. And I'm telling you, that people hear <laughs> right. that. That I heard it. It's, oh, this is a trivial matter.
2: Right, you hear and, what and, you want and, to, Mike. Then no one had said that. That's what the Voting Rights Act says, that well, immaterial issues that pop up on ballots can't be used to disenfranchise a voter. That's all.
8: All I know is I heard you reading something where it was called trivial.
2: Yeah, this is all dead serious. Across that the is board. a fact.
8: That is a fact. I didn't make that up. You said that. And, and that's what went out over the air.
2: Okay, moving on.
8: Okay, so mo- moving on. Uh, Friday, you had a gentleman on, a businessman, I believe, and he talked about our uh, federal debt, and he stated around 30% of it had a maturity of less than one year. Okay? And so I, I went home and I looked at the uh, the yield curve. In other words, how much we're paying on different uh, material uh, debt that we have. And if you look at all the debt that's under one year, in the last year it basically went up from 0.02 percent interest to around four percent now that is going to be a huge burden on our government and our taxpayers as we have to start paying off this uh, short-term debt as it comes due and i don't hear any politicians talking about the stress that's going to put on our financial system our economic system you know all, all i'm hearing about is two things the threat to democracy that the Republicans are causing, and the uh, abortion issue, and that Republicans want to take your children and uh, and possibly even kill them. These are some of the narratives that are coming out. So let's take a look at each one of those. Okay, as far as the threat to democracy, the Republicans aren't the ones that are in the business of censoring speech. The Republicans are not the ones that are employing uh, high-tech and the mainstream media to censor uh, stories that might be damaging to Democrats and the Republicans, as far as I'm concerned, they're they're pretty much nincompoops in many ways. Okay, <laughs> when it comes to narratives <laughs> and, and there campaigning, you have it. so
2: that's yeah, a that's that, a definitive. That, that, go ahead. <laughs> that's no a definitive, more nincompoopery. <laughs> that's a definitive verdict on the Democrats.
8: And now, now this election, as far as the polls are concerned, you know, I don't I don't really believe the polls. Okay. Because, you know, people like to poll things. They don't tell the truth. I'm not, I'm not talking about the pollsters. I'm talking about even myself. I've, I told people I was voting for Hillary Clinton, you know, every chance I got. But, you know, that wasn't true. And so, you know, they, they, try to, they try to do the best they can, but the reality is a lot of people, especially in this day and age, they're not really honest with who they're going to vote for because of the, the political pressures and the social pressures against being honest. So until we count the votes who knows what's going to happen but the bottom line is if the republicans do win the house and possibly the senate i don't know that that's going to change anything because the democrat left the leftists are who they are and they're not going to change they're just going to adapt to this election they're going to move forward with their goals to fundamentally change this country into something and they want to control the population they want to take away liberties and, and that's what they're going to do and in, in the last thing when i said that republicans are nincompoops you know and, and the democrats too in some respects, people that make up their mind on the when they walk in the voting booth i mean hey, listen i understand confliction okay but in this particular election there should be no confliction it's pretty clear uh, about the differences between the both sides so if you haven't voted by mail you're leaving your vote up to many things outside your control the weather in your particular area Family issues, accidents, all those things where it could prevent you or keep you from going to the polls on election day, so I think the Democrats, uh, which was just reported on your station, are, you know have the upper hand on early balloting, so to me, that is a big thing in their favor, and plus. The fact that are in the business of censoring. Maybe, is in maybe their not.
1: Favor. Mike, maybe, maybe not. There's an interesting story out today. A center left identifying think tank linked to big names in the Democratic Party is warning that voters see the party as too extreme, a problem that has the potential to hurt them for years to come. First reported by Axios, a memo from Third Way looks at the results of a recent October poll of likely voters that dealt with perception of the parties. The results indicate that Democrats are underwater on issues voters' name as their highest priorities, including the economy, immigration, and crime. They are perceived as distant from the electorate ideologically, and voters question whether the party shares essential values like patriotism and the importance of hard work.
8: And all of those things, I believe, are true. You know, but I'm going to revert back to what I said before. About half of the population, they they look at, you know, what what was it, Corbel said, it's the economy, stupid, okay? And about half the population I believe okay. their their livelihood, their work, their w- whatever they do better if government is bigger and they tax more. So I mean, so in my mind, the elections are going to be fifty fifty right from the start. Okay? All right, we and got you. Could, okay, thank okay. You. Hey, listen. Thank you for the opportunity to vent here on the day before election. <laughs> no Get problem. And no Stop problem. the Democrat left. Okay. All All right. Venting are us. There
2: we go. All right. One
4: 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back.
2: All right, read fast, and then we hit All the... Right. F- oh, no, 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 no. No, let's, we've had, we've had Jim, Jim waiting
9: here. Yeah. Jim
1: from Ashland, you're on the mark. Good yeah, morning, go sir. Ahead.
9: Good morning. That young man who's doing the call screening,
1: mm-hmm.
9: he deserves a well-deserved raise. How so? He to, well, he's doing a great job. Okay. He's personable. I think he deserves a raise.
1: <laughs> what, what about Joe and I? Don't we deserve a raise?
9: Well, well... You guys are the talent. We're personable. He, he makes you better, so uh, he deserves a raise. But anyway.
0: Okay. Well, what about our uh, raise? Uh, <laughs> well,
1: okay,
9: I'll give you 2%. If
1: Thank up you. To me.
2: All right, we'll we'll <laughs> okay. take it.
1: Hey, we, we don't get um, no respect around here. We had a 15th anniversary, no, and nobody celebrated um, but us.
9: <laughs> you get lots of respect. Uh, were your ears burning on Saturday?
2: Yes, terribly so. I couldn't imagine why, though. Yeah, why? Why were our ears burning?
9: Well, I was uh, having a long conversation with Greg Yeah, and, and uh, the guy who writes the column in the paper, who used to have his column read on your Sunday program, uh-huh. him and uh, uh, some professor. But anyway, no, I, he he thinks highly of both of you, and oh, well, as, as I do too. I mean. Um, we're blessed to have you guys. You can't retire. We need you to keep working
1: until you die. That's oh uh, okay. There's, well, there's that's a that. thought. My cold, skinny corpse uh, will be drunk out of here.
2: Jeez, it's a good thing we have a ramp to run the coffin down the hill.
9: Right, but uh, listen. As far as uh, this this mistake uh, by uh, Stir, I, I I'm I'm confused by it, but. Uh, from our local paper, over the, the last couple of days, ten, over about ten thousand three hundred people have requested uh, right in ballots in Skooku County and, and voted, which translates to about seven hundred thousand with sixty-seven counties, right? Somewhere around uh, seven hundred thousand votes. So, um, for that few people, I mean, that's uh, that's only. I would think that's nine to ten percent of the vote, probably. Yep, about ten
2: percent. Yep, ten percent.
9: So I mean, that's not getting, that's not how they're going to steal the election. If they're going to try to, stay. I, I really <laughs> have no faith in in the big cities anymore. The, you, uh, you know, Act seventy seven took away straight party voting. Right. And and you know why? Because allegedly, in the big cities, the the judge of elections would take the card and rack up votes for Democrats, mm. and uh, they could do straight party ballots where now they can't so uh it's made it an honest more honest election but I still think Joanna's the better choice than Ryan Mott but, but and uh I, I've just been amazed uh our local papers at our you know Schuylkill is, and Northumberland are now combined in four districts and uh along with was on the the north side but uh you guys aren't in that one but uh I'm just amazed the one candidate running against the the only guy in the county uh, she's like well we we should have like that ESG and she didn't call it that but she said we should reward companies that do good things for people and that's like picking winners and losers that's not what the constitution says we should do we should you know I, I personally I, I think we uh, no one talks about the corporate taxes that that uh, these gas companies are paying they're not getting out of paying taxes corporate taxes but this extraction tax is an additional tax on ta- they're not saying we're gonna we're not gonna tax you on uh, some of this and uh, because we're paying you to pay an extraction tax they're talking about an additional tax on top of the other ones does that does that sound right or fair no
2: who's talking about another tax Democrats?
9: Well, the Democrats have been, you know, and the other, the only other, um, uh, please vote Republican tomorrow. In my opinion, I would request that. But uh, I was sad to see uh, all the flags gave up on Fetterman at that rally and they fell down. But it, the, the the sad, the saddest part is they didn't show anybody picking them up. Like that would have been the first thing I would have done. I would have run forward and picked up our flag. Gotcha. We don't allow it to lay in the ground, All you know, right. whether, no matter what your party is. But you guys have a great day. Hey, oh, and, Get uh, out and vote, please.
2: Yeah, Jim, go All to right. Spotlight PA. They have a, a lengthy... Uh, Piece about the unverified votes, what they are. They, the outcome, okay. they say, is that it's just a routine way that mail-in ballots go out. <laughs> it is a poor choice of okay. words, so check it out. Yeah. Alright, thank you, sir. Alright, uh, read something, please.
1: Okay, Mike is speaking truth about the goals of the radical leftist Democrats. They don't stop, they just change tactics to destroy the country. That's what we're working on, baby. As soon as we get this country down to ashes, <laughs> and we'll start over. If Fetterman truly cared about his constituency, he would have yielded the race to Lamb as the Democratic candidate for Senate.
2: Oh, well. Okay.
1: And isn't it amazing how fast the Me Too Too movement faded after Tara Reid accused Biden during the election? Right, on our
2: sexual morality topic. Uh, Cindy is next. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for calling in.
7: Good morning, gentlemen. First, I just want to say I am deeply grateful for the Hallmark Channel because it's been my refuge in all this vitriol.
2: Hey, me too. We're on the same page there.
7: They've had some great new ones and... I think we ought to make the politicians watch the Hallmark Channel. Frankly, there have been some wonderful films about the importance of family, about the importance of community, about, get this, honesty. cooperating. rating. honesty. Oh, oh, oh. To achieve a common goal. Oh, Sounds no, we can't boring have to that. me.
2: <laughs> yep, Cindy, you and I are on the same page there, baby. I'd be bored. I'll
7: tell you. Thank goodness for it. But this, the other thing I wanted to say was this. Why should you go vote if you can't stomach any of the candidates? Well, I am going and I am in that predicament. And I'm going to, I have the opportunity, and it's a very important one, to vote for third party candidates. Now, why would I do that? Well, here in Pennsylvania, their weight in the election process is bound by the percentage of vote they get, whether they win or not. So the more people who vote for them raises them higher and higher until they can get a permanent place on the ballot just like the Republicans and the Democrats enjoy. And if we want to change our government, what we clearly need are alternatives to what the Republicans and the Democrats come up with. Clearly, we need alternatives. And those alternatives should have as simple and and clear and fair-minded a path to the ballot as the uh, major parties do, which is not true right now. And that needs to be fixed. Here in Pennsylvania, it's rigged against them. I don't care what anybody wants to argue about with me. To the contrary. Well, you and could if never we're argue. not going to give them an easy access to the ballot, then we, the taxpayers, should stop funding the primaries. If you're going to run primaries in which we can't vote, then you should have to pay for for those yourself. I don't pay for the libertarian primary process. The Greens never bill me for their process.
1: (laughs) But the, the Republicans do don't
7: charge me for their process. Right. Why do I have to play for the arts?
2: Right, not and you and you pay at every level. You pay a ton in Harrisburg, and you pay a ton at the county level, so that these guys can have their little party. And exactly. guess and then they'll get to Harrisburg, and guess what they do? They make it okay. Just us, no one else can participate yes. in this fraud. Yes,
7: exactly. Fraud. <laughs> and the, what we really need is we need third parties to go in alternative alternatives people that can go in and present an alternative to the process, an alternative perspective, and and dilute the power of these two parties. Nowhere in the Constitution, nowhere in the Bill of Rights, nowhere in the Declaration of Independence did they ever say we should have two parties and they should be Republicans and Democrats. Nowhere is that there. That has come about a much... Washington warned us in his farewell letter against political parties, and he was right. Well,
2: I think a the visionary. Constitution should have an amendment that says, Thou shall have just two parties, and they shall care only about themselves and their elite friends. Oh,
7: my goodness.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, no, I, that would never wait, work. The so. two of you are really cynical this morning. Well, but no, we're just realistic. You may be, uh, you're just overly optimistic because you have a
1: We've had a candidate n- numerous parties over the years. We've had Mugwumps, We've had Whigs. We've had Federalists. We've had all sorts well, of this parties. Is t- Day that We're talking and about today.
7: Roosevelt's party. I Bull, moose. They were. The the Bull, Bull Moose. The Bull Moose. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. It was coming to me. Give me a moment. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Her Googler is slower than yours.
7: <laughs> we can't all be like you, Joe, with everything right oh, at our fingertips. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but uh, so let me say this again. So you don't like Mastriano. You don't like Shapiro. I'm with you. I am with you. I'm going in and I'm voting for a third-party candidate. You don't like Oz. You don't like Fetterman. I hear it. I hear you deep in my soul. Go in there and vote for a third-party candidate.
1: Oh, send I'm gonna, a message. I'm going to cancel you out because I'm voting for Dr. Oz.
7: I'm, I didn't say who I was voting for. You're welcome to vote for who <laughs> you want to vote for. I'm just saying, please go vote. And if you don't like who the parties have put up, let's send them a lesson. Let's teach them a lesson. If you put up inadequate people we will not give them our vote you know they have a thing called a jungle primary i think we need that i ask my neighbors to look into this you you get the you vote and you have a, a slate of candidates and then you go you vote again based on the top several 3 5 vote getters now you vote again so it is isn't oh, all ranked so choice concentrated. yeah it's ranking that's what we need mhm Anyway, I urge you all to get out and vote tomorrow.
2: Yeah, but the same old eggheads won't make it back in, so they will never do this. If we were actually going to elect somebody who might be intelligent that could run this place, they'll never make it. Right, I
7: agree. I saw that so plainly. We were on the cusp of reducing the size of our bloated legislature here in Pennsylvania. One more vote, and it would have gone on the ballot, and we, the people would have voted on whether or not to reduce the size of the legislature. And what happened on that final vote? They betrayed us.
1: Well, but look at all the good they've done. They've legalized switchblades here in Pennsylvania now again, and they've reduced the size required for a single-person beauty parlor. They don't have to be as big a space anymore. So they've been tackling really tough stuff. And they
7: enabled Governor Wolf to go crazy for four years, go (laughs) that poop crazy on our (laughs) Commonwealth. He I mean it's it's just been catastrophic from so many angles. Uh And he's left us with the bills. He's raised the cost of Medicaid two billion dollars. Is he gonna cover that? Heavens no. All right, we gotta hit the road. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, Yeah, thank you so much, We
2: really appreciate it. All right, uh, read something on the right-hand side. Okay, when the state the legislatures
1: make election laws per the U.S. Constitution, not following those laws is not trivial, it's criminal.
2: That's true. All right, perfect. Bob, last caller before the break. Go right ahead.
6: Good morning. Um, did you say some time ago that uh, you had to ask for a mail-in b- a
9: ballot?
2: I did, yeah. I already voted.
9: No, I said, but you have to request them.
2: Uh, yeah, I believe you have to ask for one. They That's don't just a lie in Union sin-
9: County. I know a staunt Democrat that hasn't voted for years got one. I happened to be there when it came to the House.
2: Are you sure it's not a encouragement from the Democratic Party to request a mail-in ballot?
10: Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Joe, get those trucks out of that fast lane on the strip.
1: <laughs> yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah, believe me, I'd love to get them out of there. <laughs> yeah, we need a bypass,
2: Joe. Can you work on that? Yeah, I will. All right, thank hey, you, Bob. Thanks, guys. Yep, got appreciate care, that. Bob. Yeah, they're not supposed to mail out ballots unsolicited, but uh, you always get reports that parties uh, grease the skids a little bit by sending out ballot request forms to people. That look and like. That, that right, they look like, like, a like a ballot, and you fill it out, and then the county will send you the ballot. Okay. All eight hundred seven 795 1-800-795-9565. We'll take a quickie break. We've got callers ready and emails to aplenty. We'll be right back. i got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's the Family owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Route 11 and 15, Humble's so War. Find out tons more about them at com. Do as I've done go to the Quick Lane and get pumped up with nitrogen. Get your body work done there. Get your alignment done while you're there. Get a little bit of a tune up and uh, make sure that your rubber is good to go. And the Quick Lane will be happy to provide that in a big fat hurry. Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. SunburyMotors.com is the website to find out more. You can build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specification and order one up, although I noticed they got a ton of vehicles there now at the Sunbury Motor Company. What they don't have is a full complement of staffers. They are looking for entry-level individuals, people looking for a career change, experienced technicians. Joe wants to work in the nitrogen shop, so he can sniff a little of that while he's working. But they would just love to have you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Today we're talking about the Kia Rio Ultra Economy is the name of this vehicle. It's a subcompact car, less than $20,000 sticker, 33 miles per gallon on the highway, highly rated by Consumer Reports, I'm sure of that, and uh, it's a great way to enjoy getting around and saving a lot of money. You don't have to plug it in. And that is the Kia Rio. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Let's see who is next. George from Penn's Creek, PA, is on the line. Go
1: ahead, sir. Morning,
11: George. Good morning. Um, I'm commenting on uh, Mike's call a little while ago when he was talking about people uh, registered in two different states. My recollection, there was a story uh, during the 2020 election that both Ivanka and Jared, the president's daughter and son-in-law, were uh Registered in New York and Florida, and I'm assuming that was for just convenience because they have residences in both places, probably other places too. Don't think it's illegal, uh, but it's. I guess my point is that it's not just one team that's doing it. It's you know, it's, it's and and we can't assume that it's you know for nefarious purposes.
2: Yeah, I remember up in the last election, in the 2020 presidential election, a couple of Republicans were caught mailing for dead, you know, doing ballots for dead people up there. And they were, they were caught doing that. Yeah, I had I some th- Democrats in
1: Philadelphia doing the same thing. Were
2: they? Okay, yeah, I think it's a bipartisan. Fraud seems to be bipartisan. That's why I think, you know, Lawrence's worthless plan is that we have to stop doing mail-in until we can get it right and then maybe reinstate it later. But uh, yeah, I well, think, he- go ahead.
11: Here's another thing uh, from the 2020 election. You know, we get these uh, mail, uh, these leaflets mailed out, and I, I saved this one because it was uh, one from President Trump, and he was encouraging people to vote by mail. Mm. You know, I, I, I'll i send you that one. I mean, I'll send you a copy of that one, uh, which, which just seems strange because, you know, but I guess that's also what politicians do, is, like, talk to a specific... Group and say one thing, and talk to another group and say and say
2: another thing. So <laughs> that's yeah, been amen. the way it
1: works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah amen. Yeah. All right.
2: Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling Appreciate in. Glad to call. hear from okay. you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us, uh, Joe. Middle email, please.
1: The middle email. Okay. Cindy made a good point about third parties. How about this? You have a primary before the primary. The first primary is only for parties other than Republican or Democrat. The winner of that primary then goes on the main primary. Also, at that time, all advertising funds get divided three ways. Sound fair?
2: Mm, I don't know about advertising funds, but the, you have to make sure that Republicans and Democrats pay for their own little primaries. It's their club. Nobody else can get in it. I'm a Democrat, so I can't get my name on the Republican ballot just by choosing to do so. What if
1: we had open primaries? Would you support that? Would that be all right? Then you could vote in for anybody.
2: I'd have to see how that plays out. I'm just— in the Many bottom, states do it. The, right. And the bottom line is now is we're paying for the Republicans and Democrats to have a little party in the it's just silly. If you want to nominate somebody, nominate them and get them to run on a ballot. But uh, there's no reason I should have to pay for Republicans doing that. I don't even want to pay for the well, Democrats. I pay for the
1: Democrats doing it. No
2: way. <laughs> All right. David from Bloomsburg, thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead.
6: Good morning, gentlemen, on this beautiful day today. It is.
2: Good morning to you.
6: Thankfully, people aren't using their furnaces with the $5.50 home heating oil just today. and won't for a couple more days. Um, The reason I called in, the PUC gave a slap in the face of Pennsylvania citizens on Friday by increasing, approving a rate increase of 18% on electricity rates provided by PPNL. Now, a quick summary. PUC members are appointed by the current sitting governor which happens to be Democrat Tom Wolf, and they're overseen by them. So what more slap in the face to Pennsylvanians right before the election? If people need another reason not to vote Democratic, here it is. And as far as Oprah announcement, you know, endorsement of Fetterman, she <laughs> endorsed the racist. He pointed a loaded shotgun at an innocent black jogger's chest. What kind of woman and what kind of message does she send by doing that? He also vandalized a black-owned business's sign because he didn't like the business there. But he got away with that. It's a typical mantra, do as I say, not as I do. It's unrealistic. And Josh Shapiro, he's the chief law enforcement officer in Pennsylvania as attorney general. And crime is rampant in Pennsylvania. Imagine what would it be like with him as governor. We have 8,100 parole absconders running around Pennsylvania. You turn on the news, you see these crimes and recommits by these people who are released early or without parole supervision. It's it's craziness. And everybody says there's no, the Democrats say there's no inflation. Well, we just passed the Inflation what? Reduction Act.
2: Who said that? So... Who said there's no inflation? If
6: there wasn't inflation, why do we have the Inflation Reduction Act? So they know how bad it is. (laughs) And Nancy Pelosi last week, or 10 days ago, I wrote the date down. She goes, it's not inflation. It's a cost of living increase. Well, where do you think the cost of living comes from? It's absolutely
2: crazy. One of our good listeners reminds me that President Obama came up with a cockamamie math formula to show that there's no inflation. So I'm reminded of that. Thank you. You may continue, David.
6: Yeah. and as far as voting, you know, for the third-party candidate in Columbia County, a lot of us Republicans are supporting the Libertarian, Tom Anderson up here, because he's the most honest and best-qualified candidate. We are not supporting the Republican candidate because there's too many unanswered questions. After his primary win, he ghosted and gaslighted everybody. Yeah. He, if you ask him a question on Facebook, he, he he banned you, he blocked you, he didn't show up for debate. So anybody in the 109th, which is pretty much Columbia County, Tom Anderson is your man. He's what we deserve in Harrisburg for the next couple of years.
2: Yeah, I've heard so, about that race. Quite um, quite a debacle going on up there.
6: You now, to not show up at an open forum debate where mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to present yourself is ridiculous. And to say I wasn't given a fair choice, it was run by the student council the, for both the Republican and Democratic candidates. Uh, council of Bloomsburg University you know if he's that afraid to face the students how dare he think he can handle the pressure in Harrisburg but you know so vote for vote tomorrow uh, get out and vote if you did a mail-in ballot it's got to have be signed and signed and dated or it's going to be segregated in all probability not counted uh, you know
2: Right. and it not count. Well, you have not have your date on it. Yep, It'll be counted eventually. Unless it doesn't yeah, have the date. They may never be counted. Did
1: that. It'll be segregated for sure.
6: Right,
2: yeah, that much for sure.
6: All
1: right, thank you, and sir. The,
2: oh, the
6: Secretary of State wants to have them counted eventually, which they shouldn't be. When they passed a law about mail-in voting, they specifically forbid them to be counting afterward. And that's what she forced two years ago. And it shouldn't happen again because of the Supreme Court ruling. Fair enough.
2: All right, we today. got you. Appreciate Thank you, sir. It. Yeah, thanks for Take speaking care. common sense. All right, Chris, you have to wait. I'm sorry. We're going to hit the button, and you're going to wrap the show up. We'll be right
1: back.
4: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. Welcome back to KOK okay, Live Telephone Talk Show
2: on the Mark. The most patient man in the world needs to be rewarded with an opportunity to speak his mind on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. Intellect, truth, and telling me I'm wrong, Chris from Milton.
10: Wow, what an introduction!
2: <laughs> it's all true. I
10: hope you guys have been okay the couple last couple weeks. I only caught one show. I was down in St. Pete's Beach. Oh, you
2: dog. <laughs> Welcome yeah, back. You brought it. the weather back.
10: I missed the fall up here, though, most of the fall, but a good part of fall, which was sad. But I really enjoyed it down there. And guess what I bought down there that I bought back to, brought back to Pennsylvania?
2: Mm, Ron DeSantis buttons?
10: Uh, switch blade knife. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
9: Okay. No, so I'm
10: glad they're legal now. They have a strange law down there, that uh, I don't think it's ever enforced. But it's legal to sell, buy switchblade knives, but they're open carry only.
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
10: You supposedly can't. It's never enforced, but you can't. Supposedly, you can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, seal carry a switchblade knife there
2: okay hmm.
10: but so I agree with uh, Sydney on the, the third party candidates is uh, that they are unjustly uh, given obstacles that are very difficult for them to fulfill to get on the ballot uh, so I agree with her there but the one show I did catch was when she was saying that Fetterman shouldn't be you shouldn't vote for Fetterman because he wouldn't be able to filibuster. Which I thought was complete baloney. Uh filibustering doesn't take any speaking skill, it just takes talking. You can write a paper and read it and get your point across and your argument, but when you're filibustering even in the Jimmy Stewart movie, she referenced. I think he was she. He was reading from a phone book. He was reading a phone book part of the time. And the ones who do individual filibustering lately are mostly jokes, and they read uh, Dr. Seuss and things. <laughs> uh, not that they're giving. They give a one argument against why they're doing it, and then they'll talk about all sorts of extraneous stuff. And people don't usually do that and filibusters don't require talking anymore, you just have to vote to to filibuster to, to it and it's called the filibuster now that should probably change but if that's the way it is now so her argument about that was uh, baloney in your view Oh, I, I, if you have an b- argument against that view, I'd like to hear it <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think, yeah, maybe filibustering isn't the perfect example, but certainly participating... But, the, know, but
1: she went on and on
2: about that day. Two minutes of raucous debate might be hard for yeah. him to do,
1: but it doesn't matter. He, I think her point and, was that that Mr. Fetterman would be incapable of handling the the speaking part of the job as he is right now, not saying he no, wouldn't get he better. he would
10: not be incapable of handling the speaking part of the job. He would misstate things like celebrate uh, the demise of... Of uh, Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade, right after he w- said he was for codifying. I don't know if codifying and celebrating got mixed up in his head, but that's possible, was the reason.
1: So we have to have an but interpreter. It's, really no,
10: it's no real handicap in the Senate to uh, misspeak and rec- correct the record later.
1: So we need an interpreter it's, for him until he gets better.
10: Well, I assume he'll, 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 he'll find a way to to work with it. I don't think it's very difficult at all.
1: Well, when you don't and, say what you mean, or you can't say what you mean, I think it's yes, a problem. Somebody you has can. to determine you what it is to, you meant.
10: Yeah, well, you I know... Mean, I don't think
1: it's in Keegan and follow, of coming I back. About
10: Trump or Biden about that, they are always saying things they don't mean, and and... I don't think it really, it didn't matter as president. It matters even less as a single senator. Now, uh, the Republicans complain about a lot of things like inflation and blah, 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 and crime. But do they have any solutions? Have they presented alternative plans? For the most part, not at all.
1: Did you see CNN's
10: interview? Did you see CNN's interview? Their Senate leader said, you'll find out what we are for after you are we are elected that was his position
1: did you see cnn's interview with the uh, republican uh, ranking member in the house who will be the next speaker he had a very definite plan he outlined it in great detail for cnn this morning
10: this morning, no, I haven't seen it. That day before election, he finally says something about what his plan is. Wow, I'm impressed. That's really <laughs> well, you good. He said he didn't politics.
1: have one. I'm telling you, he does, and he announced what it was, and he went into great okay. detail for CNN. Okay, uh, the, this is the
10: morning before the eve of the election. The eve of the election, he says, we have a plan. Uh, well, we <laughs> we we have it now. Uh, really, We can really question him about it. Then. How much Can't
1: time wait. did CNN give him? I mean, they, they invited him to come, and they asked him the, to speak. I
10: don't watch CNN, so I don't
1: know. Okay, well then, there you go. You're missing it. <laughs>
10: yeah, I'm missing it. Now, the, Biden has done some really good stuff. I remember when <laughs> when uh, when Trump was... In his uh, campaign speech and in his uh, initial address of being elected, he was going to improve all the airports in the United States. All the highways would be beautiful. The airports would be the best in the world. Did he get an infrastructure bill passed or even try very hard? No, he did not. The Democrats got it done. It's a good bill, it is financing all sorts of things. And it's working very well as far as I can tell because there are a lot of construction jobs going on between here and Florida. And I suppose they're using some of that money to pay for them.
2: Right. If not, they will. But,
10: yes. And America needs that. And did the Republicans provide it? No, they did not. They had the Senate, the House, and Democrats who were looking forward to a compromise. Bill uh, on on that uh, a bipartisan bill on that okay did they ever produce one no they could not do it because they're not really interested in governing that way
1: <laughs> all right Chris and, thank you we and appreciate they your they also comments.
10: did the health bill uh, getting drug costs down and it didn't have everything it should have in it but they got as much as they could and it's a good bill. And they've done all sorts of things like that for the people.
1: Chris, we got to move. And we have another caller on the line. Okay,
10: well. Thank you, Thank you.
1: Sir. you. Just I won't th- even
10: get into the, uh, the, the okay. problems with uh, their... Okay. Just uh, say thank there. you,
2: you I guys have agree. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Right, Up right-hand corner, Joe.
1: All right, uh, let's see. Tomorrow is Election Day, so I thought it would be useful to present an important fact. Republicans voted against cheaper gas, cheaper insulin, cheaper prescription drug prices, child tax credits, stimulus checks, the Voting Rights Act, ending gerrymandering, fighting climate change, prosecuting rich tax cheats, saving Roe versus Wade, banning assault weapons, fighting domestic terrorism, gun background checks, more baby formula during the... Pandemic, stopping domestic violence, financially assisting veterans who got cancer from the burn pit exposure, same sex marriage, and upholding the results of the 2020 presidential election. Democrats voted in favor of all those things. Clearly, one side cares about doing things to benefit the American people, and the other side doesn't. Vote Democratic on Tuesday, signed E.V., and of course, she's wrong
2: as <laughs> She's half right on almost all of them.
1: And we don't get the final caller of the day in. So sorry oh. about that. Call tomorrow.
2: Poor priorities on my part. Sorry, Dale. Call back tomorrow. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDK, okay, Sunbury. WDK, okay, News Time. It is now 10 a.m. tomorrow. We have a guest, a good professor will be on the show.